Hi guys, welcome to my podcast channel. My name is Didi, your delectable host. I know it's been such a long time coming, but here I am finally serving you some tech amiable. And so today <laughs> I am not alone. I've been joined by another delectable guest, and her name is Chidera. Chidera will be telling us, um, Chidera will be rather taking us through her tech journey from NYC to Google. So Chidera, hi. Hi. Please introduce yourself. All right. Thank you. Good day. Um, okay, so me, my name is Chidera. I am a software engineer at Google. Um, what else do I like to do outside this writing course? So I like to watch Netflix and play games and I occasionally try to swim. Um, what else? I don't know, my life is pretty boring. I don't have plenty of things like this. Why are you trying to <laughs> That being tech is means that you're going to be a nerd. No. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't because I like, like, um, how do I explain? I do makeup, I go out, occasionally. I'm not very nerdy and being very technical all the time, so I don't think I'm Oh, so you do like pretty much put on makeup like at intervals or like every other time? Like every other time. If there is a party, I have to go to not to work here yeah, because it's stressful. <laughs> I can understand. So. How, you know, how did your tech journey all start? Where did it all start? Yeah. I think it all started from school, yeah. So, I studied computer engineering, basically because I think I liked computers because we had, my mom had a computer that she used to work and, um, what else? So, I would often play, like, when we were growing up, play a lot of games with the computers and I liked interacting with the computers and then I was good with math so I was like okay I like math and I like computers really the computer and um, when I started school I met a couple of people that were into tech so they introduced me to it would often hang out during the weekends or after school and try to build some websites something try to learn try to go through some tutorial and I think um I really started liking it when during the long blackboard time I took my mom's computer and I was trying to learn Python and use it to build a game and it was really interesting. Like I would stay awake all night and then I remember very vividly one night I was hunched over the computer trying to write Python code for my game and my mom came in and she was so proud of me. I tried to do the back. I said like um not congrats, she was like Motivating you was like motivation, keep it up, my girl, and other things. So, yeah, so that was how I started. Then, school and my friends, they were doing a lot of internships in school. Or oh, just two, sure, not even just two. And then I graduated, got a job in one of the startups, and also just, just like that from school, basically. Like having those set of people that I could learn with really helped me. 
okay that's really nice so um since so you said you like started from school so do you think school and when we say school we mean like your tertiary institution do you think that tertiary institution played a very vital role in your whole career in you learning tech if by the institution you mean like um like the classes and courses i took okay is that what you that yes like even your lecturers you think like school really played a vital role <laughs> oh i don't think personally the lecturers had anything to do with my degree it was just a personal thing because i did compare engineering and we don't do anything related to computing until like 500 years so but i already started doing some programming things from like 200 300 so it was more of the people that I met while in school. So yes, school helped because if I didn't go to the school, I would not I might not have met those people and they would not have inspired me to to go into program. Yeah, you see you know why I asked you this question is because most of the time, you know, you had the at least you had the chance, the opportunity to meet these people, eh? But some mm-hmm. people that like they want to, they feel like they want to go into tech, they want to be programmers, and then they pick up these courses, maybe computer science, computer engineering, and then at the end of mm-hmm. the day, school is not even motivating you. School is not helping you in any way to achieve these dreams. You understand? So that's why I wanted yeah. to know if school played like a very important role, mm. like aside from helping you meet these people that you met. So, but. Yeah. It's good to you know hear your own side of the whole gist. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know moving on eh? you know it's one thing to want to learn programming to actually be a tech here. And then the other thing when you're actually a woman trying to do this. So what challenges did you come across as a girl trying to be a techie? you know it's one thing to want to be a programmer you know to mm-hmm. to be a techie and then another thing to be actually to be a female trying to do all these things so if you can walk us mm-hmm. through your challenges as a female trying to dive into tech going to tech yeah okay um so i think i'm a pretty lucky person to even start with because I haven't directly, let me say directly, like indirectly, I might have, or I haven't taken note of it. But I haven't directly had most of these experiences that I hear lots of people or my uh, female colleagues that they talk about and things that the opportunities that they get denied because of their their gender. But I think the um, I think the thing I had was more of a personal thing because being a lady in tech it was harder experiences now. I just felt that uh, I still feel that I'm not good enough as for some reason I still feel like the my male counterparts are they are more techie, they are more intelligent, they understand what they are doing more than um, I do and then it's like a constant struggle trying to reach up to that perceived um, level 
that I think I'm supposed to be. I think that is it's not I don't know if it's because I'm a lady or it's just my own imposter syndrome coming into play, but that is one of the things that is currently affecting me. Um but I am lucky enough, like I mentioned before, like the people I know, the guys I know, they are really supportive, they always want to help. I can chat them up and ask them crazy questions and they'll be happy to explain things to me. So um and I think that currently there are lots of opportunities in tech for for ladies. Like there are lots of um what's the English word for that? Lots of programs that are focused on getting ladies back into tech, cleaning up all the mess that was made from from the ladies being abstracted from tech. Like we have the secret Africa that they are trying to it's like she's trying to they are trying to bring you more ladies and give them opportunities and i think those initiatives they are really nice and if people can take advantage of them it would really help them uh i don't know if i started talking off for it but i don't know do you, do you get what i just said yes yes but then um so okay as for these challenges when mm-hmm. you're starting out did your parent like in any way try to you know divert you on the issues that you are a girl and this path is not really meant for you so did anything like that occur so um no uh my mom is she was a lecturer in music she was in in my school then and she was very progressive and my dad is like you're free to do whatever you want I mean, I did not get any objections from them. Obviously, when I was growing up, there was this common perspective that they just expected me to be a medical doctor or something more, um, more female, more like medical doctor. It wasn't. I, it was not going to. I was not going to be a lawyer because I always kind of was not an student or something less. Like everybody just expected me to be a medical doctor. My teachers in school, then when I told them I was studying engineering, they were like, oh, engineering, you? I was like, yes, I'm studying engineering, I'm not doing medicine. But yeah, I had all the parents, all the support I could get from my parents. Like, they did not object to me doing engineering at all. Oh, that is really very lucky of you, because. Yes, it, it was. Like, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I got that made a lot of things easier for me. I understand that a lot of people do not get the same opportunity. But I think growing up with expectations from people that this is the path that they want you to take. If you're not like motivated enough to be like, I don't want to do this, this is what I want to do. Or if you're not if you if that is just not what you want to do. I think being around people that just expect you to do this would also make you want to do something yes oh i totally understand i totally understand Mm -hmm. so um having the imposter syndrome thing how were you able to like play along with it even like you know how to break out of it for you to achieve what you have achieved because 
Oh, mom, we all know what you have achieved now, like a big mouth. <laughs> so even having to, you know, have this whole imposter syndrome thing, and you were still able to struggle with it and overcame it to get to where you are, you know. So how did you? How? Did you... Uh, I'm not say I overcame it. Though. <laughs> I do not. I have not. It's still there. Yeah, I think so. Even though you feel, even though I thought that I was not doing enough, just consistently putting the work as much as I can, and then just ignoring the the nagging voice in my head that says you're not doing enough. So th- those ones that I'm putting in, the work that I'm putting in, the ones I know I can do, they really have an effect, like. Example me getting into Google, even though I thought like, like when I, when I got contacted to apply for Google, I was like, oh my god, me, like I was, I'm not ready, <laughs> it's not even in my in my dream or projection at the moment. But I still went ahead to do the interview. I prepared, I did the interview, and surprisingly, I got in. I was like, oh wow, so I can do this. So I consistently try to just put in the work, even though I feel like what I'm doing is not enough. And then other people around you, they're like, oh my God, you're doing this, you're doing this. And inside, I'm like, this is, this is not good enough, this is not good enough, this is not good enough. But just putting the work, putting whatever you can do, and you'll be surprised at how things will turn out. So, so to the main topic, you know, from NYC to Google. So during our long <laughs> course of NYC, because we all know how, I don't want to say dreadful, you know because i'm currently yeah. doing it right now so but <laughs> tell us how like it all came to how nyc didn't like drift you away from dreams and how you were able to like stay focused and then land google okay so let me start i mean i talked about how i got i said the tech while in school and then i did some internships and while doing that, I also did some competitions, some programming competitions. And then I put all those things on my own. I did, I put my internships and other things I achieved during the internship. The competitions, I put the certificates I got or whatever it is I got from all the competitions. And then when I graduated from school, I got referred to a job, like a startup in Inkuden by a friend. So I started working on that till I got drafted for NYSC. So when I got into NYSC, I, I, I still I did not grow up on those competitions because those competitions they were like it was just something I I was I liked to do. It was interesting to to do those competitions even if I did not win. I knew I was learning. But what I did not know was that the competition was actually creating a path for me to this current place that I am at. So during my NYC at Farouk, because I got posted to Farouk, the Chinese home company, um, I was still doing some of those competitions. And then one day I got an email from a recruiter saying that she saw my email. Because when you're signing up for the competition, there's a place that says, do you want to be contacted for a job interview at some point if the company sees fit or something, something like that? Yes. 
So the recruiter contacted me. She said she had seen my email from the competition and I'd also put in my resume in that place and also added my LinkedIn profile. And that um, she'd seen my LinkedIn and she thought that I would be good at Google. And when she contacted me, I honestly told her that, oh my God, I don't feel ready for this. I was honest. I did not try to rush it because Google was not in my plan. I was still doing NYSC then. So I told her that I needed some time to prepare. I was like, oh, that is totally fine that I have an email. I should prepare. And when I'm ready, I should send her an email back. And, and um, she would schedule an interview for me. So, and then um, she gave me some resources because whenever recruiters contact you, they give you resources on how to practice. It's not like, um, because they know their interviews are unique, sort of unique, sort of, and you need to be prepared if you want to ace she gave me the, She gave me resources to, to use. And I actually drafted like a mini curriculum that I wanted to follow during my NYSCs that I could use for like I timed it to last throughout the remaining period of my NYC. I think it was maybe five years or so. So after my like just after my NYSC or just before I ended my NYSC, I then contacted contacted her and told her that I was ready. I did not feel ready, Shia, but I just knew I had to like take the interview. I could not keep postponing and preparing forever and ever and ever. So I made that schedule and I stopped to use like every two hours every day, three hours every day. I tried to like, even if it's one hour, I tried to read one topic or solve one question from the, from the, um, from a list of, from the book I was reading or things like that. So, and also luckily for me again, there was a pandemic. So the, all I had to do was work and we're working from home so it was a bit more flexible than having to go to the office and coming back and you're tired and you will not have to go for cbs again because i do not have to go for cbs we do not do cbs because of the corner we just did the whole printing thing so i had a bit more time to practice and then i reached out to her and interviewed that i got it so that was everything so the most important thing that I know I did was um, the competition that I took part in that helped me to indirectly get me into. Nice, nice. You know, you really want lucky girl, yeah? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 I- yeah, because a lot of things played to my, to my favor. Yeah. So, on the course of like, you know, Starting out, what was your learning process like? Did you register for boot camps? Did you do physical trainings or online mm-hmm. trainings? You know, how much of YouTube videos did you watch for you to acquire this knowledge? Okay, so then in school, I registered for there's this HIV internship that was done remotely after training like it was i think it was the first set i, I was among the first set of people or the second set i can't remember that took part in that internship it was really it was really stressful like you would have to stay awake all night not all night sure, but like till three or four on trying to 
do something before the time runs out and everything. For me, it was fun because I just saw a lot of people doing the things that I wished I could do. Like before, before you wake up, somebody has seen you building this thing and you're wondering how they do this. And then you feel like the energy pumping into you to actually learn and do more. And then after the HNG internship, I, what was it I did? I used this, there is this free code camp and free school. It just cost, free code camp is a course, is a website that just, that is, like gives you a course to study for web development or something like that. It actually helped. And then I had my friends, so they had projects to do and they would give me parts of the project, maybe some front, part of the front end to, to implement. And then I would implement and push it to my GitHub to give it to them. And then in my 400 level, when I had to go for ITs, I got an internship in a software firm. This is it's in any good So yeah, the internship actually helped because it was it was more of a training rather than dumping you inside a workplace to just figure it out yourself. So we had curriculum, we had things to learn, we had projects to build afterwards. So that really helped. I met a lot of awesome people and it's helped me to learn some more. And that was also where I met the person that referred me to my first job after I graduated. So after my internship, you know, we had to do final year. I just abandoned coding because you have to do your final year project. You had to finish up with school and it was really stressful. But then after that, I got referred because I did, I did well in the internship. Like I was the second best graduate. And um, so, one of the people I met there referred me. I actually got an offer to come back to work for the company full time, but I had other plans. So, one of the people I met referred me to work remotely in one of the startups in and that was my first official junior developer job. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was so shocked. I was, it was very horrible. Like, it was very hard to, because it was just my first job. I was working remotely. I just had a whole lot of questions and not understanding what it means to have something in production. So it was quite difficult, but after like three months or so, I understood how the things worked. Then I did my internship at Huawei. It was just, it was software engineering too, but it was on the lighter side. It was just a lot of fixing bugs and not building projects, a lot of fixing books and I think that is just basically my journey. The thing about Google is that you don't have to be an expert to to be able to join the company. They basically hire people that graduate straight out of school. So if like I look at people that are still in school and just starting with tech and I'm like, oh my God, you're so lucky you still have a lot of time ahead of you too to learn your data structure and algorithm, prepare for interviews and people. Like it's relatively so not so easy, but it's easier to get I feel like it's easier to get in as somebody that just graduated than to get in as somebody that has been working for like four or five years in the in the industry. Um so uh you know how vast um the field of computer science is how how did you like how were you able to figure out that okay this is coding for me 
you know it's coding for me it's not design it's not management nothing else it's just coding okay uh how was i well the people i knew they were doing a lot of coding so i just followed them like follow your leader <laughs> so um i did try designing once but it just did not click i did try technical writing and it also did not click out like okay let me just stick to the coding that i think i know so i think it's just to stick to what you think you're good at if you look at yourself and you think oh i'm good with management you could decide to okay go into the management of tech like engineering management or project management if you're good with, if you if you're good with drawing i don't know if it's being good at, at drawing that makes up a designer but it's, yeah so if that is something that you like to do you could approach it so i think it's, it's it all depends on what you like to do or what the people around you are doing and you feel like it's easier to just follow what those people are doing and then figure out what it is you want later on mm. okay so looking how far you've come is is there anything you feel like you would have done differently like something you wish you, would, you could have done differently you know during your early days or you just like how you started is there anything is there anything i wish the only thing i wish i had done differently is trying to put myself out there more not like out there like talking to people like out there like building more projects posting them talking about them being taking the risk of taking in more paid projects because then i was so scared i basically rejected all the big paid rejected or redirected all the paid projects that came to me because i was not confident enough that i was going to like what is the word fulfill the the work yeah so i basically just gave it to my my other friends to do and i i wish that i had taken that risk even if i did not come out successful in the project at least it would have taught me a lot or given me more experience than i have now starting now but i'm still grateful i'm still at the very beginning of my career and i still have a lot of ways to go so there's still some more opportunities to learn from that wow so how has it been for you now working at google more in tough, tough. The imposter syndrome has been kicking my ass. But <laughs> I've been trying to to put it like that because you look around you like everybody is like so super smart. Are you wondering how the hell are you here? Are you smart enough? But I'm also lucky that I have a wonderful manager and teammates, and they are supportive and. Whenever I actually give feedback, they give feedback, they tell me I'm doing well for my level and give me areas to improve. So it's all I can do is grow. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know if this really helps, you know, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have really done a lot of work, you know, a 
lot of awesome things that even other people can look up to and get inspired so about your imposter syndrome i think it's basically what mm-hmm. so many other people go through you know whenever mm-hmm. there's a chance in their career learning new stuff so but yeah. you, you've like you've done it you've done such <laughs> work so you deserve everything that you are getting you that is coming to me you have a lot of things to do you know to deliver so yeah you, that. you know you did that to so have the whole confidence in the world you know i did that <laughs> you did that no matter how much you feel like oh my god i don't have to be here you deserve it and even more yeah i do yeah. yeah. So you're looking forward to more doings, maybe. Yeah. So hmm. <laughs> maybe eventually, like you look forward to starting your own stuff, right? Maybe like a startup. Oh no! Well, um, no, I'm not up for. Let me not say that at this point in my life, I just want to become a better software engineer. Then sometime in the future, like three years or four years down the, down the line, I then want to move to probably starting with startup for becoming an engineering manager or director leader something like that okay okay so what yeah. advice do you have for you know people mostly people. girls starting out in tech in the early days what do you have for us i think they should not be afraid they should not feel like they are not that this is not the career for them or something like that they should just embrace it and also reach out to people other ladies in tech everybody's always happy to help and help people so just reach out as much as you can even if you feel like you reached out to somebody and they did not reply the person might be busy or just reach out to another person somebody will reply you so just try to network as much as you can if you can um, yes, and you said network. I feel like yeah. plays like a very big role in the whole. Yeah, I I feel like it does. Well, yeah, was it would I call it networking or more of uh, coding culture? No, I feel like it's more like your friends. Your is is that considered networking? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, talking with your friends and hey, referring you. I know. Yeah, I think, yes. If you have people that refer you, because people, some people reach out to me and they're like, oh, I want to work at Google. I'll be like, oh, really? Send me your resume and then look. And we'll do a mock interview and I can, I'll do a referral. And it doesn't always mean it to work out, but at least it gets your feet in the door. Rather than you being on your own and not knowing anybody that can refer you, so yeah, networking is a people. Oh, well, well, Chidera, thank you very much. You know, it has been one rigorous process getting to do this <laughs> episode finally, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sharing your tech journey with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure being We're looking forward to. You know, seeing you on the bigger space. Bigger. <laughs> <Abby>. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. girl. Well, thank you very uh, much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
yeah so with that guys we have come to the end of today's episode i really hope you guys enjoyed it oh my god and i took a lot of time like it took me a lot of time to get this done but oh it is done so yeah guys um remember to follow us on our social media platforms on instagram at as textory podcast on twitter at a textory podcast so until we see oh sorry until we meet again stay safe guys bye